Project Management Insights, providing project managers with professional development in the interpersonal skills areas of leadership, team building and communication. Hi everyone and welcome to this episode of Project Management Insights. You'll have noticed I haven't been around and posting podcasts for a few weeks. Unfortunately for me, I contracted COVID-19 and so I've been quite sick and of course coughing as one of the particular signs or symptoms of having had it and so it was no good me attempting to uh, produce podcast episodes when I was just constantly coughing. It wasn't going to be fun for you and it definitely wasn't fun for me. Thankfully, I'm at the space where I'm feeling a lot better now. So here I am back producing podcast episodes for you and you will notice that you will get a few in a row really quickly so I can catch us up and get us back into our weekly space of you having your Thursday episode of Project Management Insights uh, that you can look forward to. Today, I want to talk to you about what to do if a critical risk materialises on your project. I notice this is not a topic that a lot of people are willing to talk about. And I think it's because we all look at uh, if this happens, it's a failure or, you know, we've we've done something wrong and I don't want that to be the case. So what I want to do is talk about this and bring it out as something that you can plan for and understand what to do so that if it does happen, you know exactly how to manage it and to be seen as a project leader in the way that you handle the situation. So let's walk through the step-by-step process that I would follow and that I'm going to suggest you follow if a critical risk materialises on your project. The first thing I would want you to do is to notify your project sponsor and your project control board immediately. They need to know that this has happened. Uh, Of course, what what they're going to want to know is what you're going to do about it, but it's also really, really important that as soon as you know that there is a huge impact or going to be a huge impact to your project outcome, project delivery, that they know about it. So let them know. Then the next thing, of course, is to determine the impact to your project work. This I know it sounds crazy, but it's like you might automatically think that this particular risk is going to create a huge impact to your project work. And then when you look at it, you might find it only impacts one particular area of your project work. So don't assume the worst until you go and check this and validate and really clearly understand the impact to your project work. And then what I want you to do in understanding and analysing that is identify the biggest area of impact. Now I'm going to use an example here of say I am in the process of um, building a system, building an IT system and uh, working through our system development life cycle and we have a vendor where um, that hosts our network farm, uh, our uh, hosting our and I've lost the word, but you know, our boxes that host our um, platforms. And that will either be our test platform or our um, uh, product, uh, our, well, my head's not working, our um, platform where your um, main, once the, everything's been developed, uh, it goes into that particular area. Um, 
And so what happens is that farm goes down. What do you have in place as a backup strategy? Because all of a sudden you've lost the files uh, to be able to test in your test environment. You've lost your production environment, so you can't even go into production to be able to grab files. Um, so that's you know one example of a critical risk. And what we notice is it's impacted on the development team as an area. So there might be other things that st can still be done and carried out. Um, but then it's about saying, well, okay, this is the risk. What is our backup strategy or what is our backup plan? Um, you know, what are we going to do in this environment and how do we work through it? Now, of course, when we're talking about network um, farms for our uh, servers, you should have a... Um, disaster recovery plan in place for this as an example and so it shouldn't fall on you as the project manager to have to deal with this but what it might mean is that you need to go to your CIO and or the network administrators and get them to get your disaster recovery plan kicked into place if they haven't already done that so that should be part of your mitigation strategy which is the next thing that you should be doing you would go to your risk register and you would look at your mitigation strategy for this particular risk and <coughs> excuse me you're going to ask yourself is the mitigation strategy that you had in place still relevant and if so put it into action if you get to the space of looking at that mitigation strategy and you determine that it's not still relevant, then what is your action plan going to be? And this is about you working with the team. You don't have to do this alone. You should have gathered some of your key team resources, be that your team stream leads um, from other areas on the, on the actual uh, project. It could be your key... Uh, CIO and other um, managers within the IT environment if it's an IT related uh, risk that's materialized but you need a group of people there to be able to support you to determine what the best plan of action is as I said that might involve invoking other strategies or processes that are in place within the organization as a whole or it could be something that's just specific to this project and what you know your project work but you need to think about it and determine is the mitigation strategy that we've got in place still relevant and if so kick that into place if not then determine your next plan of action then the next thing to do is to notify your project sponsor and your project control board of your plan of action. Now, they may have been involved in the work of determining if the mitigation strategy is still relevant and if there's an, a separate action plan needed, what needs to be done. Uh, the key thing here is to remember that you might need their support and or approval for whatever it is that you are going to do to mitigate this risk and to bring down the severity of the risk again to a space where it's okay for your project to be operating. So don't leave them out of the loop. Make sure that they are part of your decision making process, be that as a whole group, if you need to get them together in a room, on a call, um, on a, on a um, Zoom call, or whether you need to talk to them individually and ensure you have their buy-in and understanding of what's going on. Remember that the more information you can provide 
provide them with, the better they are going, the more comfortable they are going to feel about your ability to manage this risk and handle it and to mitigate and bring down the severity of the risk. And that's what they're going to be looking for. They're going to want your leadership to be able to do that. And so this is an opportunity for you as a leader to show your competence and your capabilities in this space of keeping a level head, staying calm, working with the mitigation strategy that you have, if it's still valid, or coming up with another valid action plan. And I'm saying valid because the whole point of this is to take away the likelihood of having to stop the project or shut down the project. That's not what's wanted as an outcome from either your project sponsor or the business as a whole. Because the whole aim of your project, remember, is to put in place the necessary change. And so the whole thing that you need to be thinking about is what do I need to do in order to stop this being a problem in the overall delivery of this project for the business. Then what I want you to do is to go back to you or go to your RACI matrix and look at and see if there are other key stakeholders that you need to notify about this critical risk and the fact that it's materialized. There will be key stakeholders there. Uh, and the difference here in the way that you're approaching this is, of course, your project sponsor and your project control board are going to want to be updated on a very regular basis. Now that might be every hour until an action plan is fully put in place and appropriately working to bring down the risk level. Um, they might then decide that they need you know, an, a, an update every few hours as an example but you are the key stakeholders from your AC matrix, you might need to send out an initial message letting them know that the risk is materialized and the action plan, the approved action plan that you have in place. And then in 24 hours time, you might have to update them again on what's going on. So just know that there are different levels of notification that may be required from you uh, for different stakeholders uh, on the project. And, uh, that you have notified or identified, sorry, in your RACI matrix um, because of the criticality of what's happened and the fact that this uh, risk has, or the critical risk has materialized uh, for your project. So stay calm. Be confident that you have in place that mitigation strategy. And I forgot to mention, but what I've assumed at the start of all this is that you had documented this risk and that against that risk, you had a really solid mitigation strategy. Now, if you're a person that doesn't like risks and that doesn't understand how to do mitigation strategies, go and get some knowledge and understanding of it because the best thing that you can do for your reputation and your leadership role as a project a project manager in being a project manager is to confidently manage risks and confidently have spelled out mitigation strategies, confidently have in place uh, action plans to take if these risks get to a level of materialising and in that critical space, critical severity space, so that everybody's confident that you can do what's needed to lower that risk level and bring it back to a space where in a perfect world that risk will be taken off your risk register because then there's no chance of it materializing and believe me it's possible I've worked on projects where I had a number of uh, 
critical or some critical and some high uh, level risks that eventually the risk rating got less and less and less and lower and lower and lower and they ended up being taken off my risk register because there was no likelihood of them materializing anymore and so they didn't need to be there and that's the whole aim of working on identification and putting in place these mitigation strategies slash action plans of what you would do if this risk materializes. So be confident, stay calm and just work on this step-by-step -step process. There's six things that you need to do and you will be fine and find that before you know it you're back on track and working on your project the way that you want to be. Alright, so I want to say that I've been working on my website, so very soon you will have a new website to go and visit, and uh, in the meantime, stay cool in this environment that we're in with this pandemic still, and just take a breath each and every day, know that you are able to do your job be confident in your skill sets and what you know how to do. Communicate 10 times more than you normally would because of the nature of work in this remote environment that we are in still at the moment. And I'll talk to you again very shortly for another episode of Project Management Insights. Thank you for listening to this Project Management Insights podcast. Be sure to visit projectmanagementinsight.com and sign up for our monthly newsletter or to receive updates on upcoming training.